0: I've been in this personal branding game for about four years now, and I have made a lot of mistakes. I've made mistake after mistake after mistake. However, I've learned from my mistakes. And this week, I want to share with you the live podcast that I did on Facebook this week to share with you an article that I read on entrepreneurmagazine.com which was written by Ryan Erskine, who shares on the 10 biggest mistakes in personal branding and encourages us to quit sabotaging our personal brand with these mistakes. So I hope you're able to glean something from this week's live episode of the podcast and listen, learn and implement so that you can build a powerful, purposeful, and profitable personal brand online. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another live stream podcast episode of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. So excited to be with you today. Hope you have had an excellent day today, just coming in live to share on this particular topic of 10 biggest personal branding mistakes. 10 biggest personal branding mistakes. I was reading this article and I thought this would be a great article to share uh, with you all today on these 10 mistakes because I've made some of the mistakes myself. And what better way than to share about these mistakes, even in sharing at the same time, some some points from uh, this particular article. So thank you for joining me Today, for this episode. For those who are joining for the very first time, let me introduce myself. I am Markeith Brayton, your personal brand and lifestyle strategist, particularly helping corporate executives to maximize and monetize their personal brand so that they can create a location free business around their skills, their passions, and the expertise and live the life that they crave. And I'm always coming on live just to kind of share some tips and share some of my own personal expertise around personal branding and how you can leverage that for your business, for your career, for the lifestyle that you desire to experience. And I totally enjoy sharing each and every week here lately on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So as you come into the space, go ahead, type your name in the comments. Let me know what city what state you are tuning in from, so I can give you a shout out as you come into the space. We are multi-streaming across all of the various platforms, and I'm always really trying my best to engage and to really draw you into the conversation so that we can have a very engaging opportunity to share our experiences, to ask even questions if you have any questions during the live stream. But you also will be able to capture uh, this particular live right on my podcast, Maximize Your Brand Podcast and iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, Google Play Music, wherever you prefer to receive your podcast episodes, you can get it right there in your platform. But once again, today we're gonna be talking about 10 Biggest Personal Branding Mistakes. And the article I was reading was from a young man by the name of Ryan Erskine. Ryan Erskine wrote this article for Entrepreneur Magazine. So I thought it would be good just to kind of share some of the tips that he shared while sharing also some of my own personal story around these mistakes. Because I know that I'm not the only one who has made mistakes uh, as pertains to business, as pertains to building your personal brand as it pertains to, you know, really growing your personal development and growing yourself, period. And so mistakes come not to show us that we have made mistakes or that we lost out on something, but it they, they come to show us how to do better the next time. So personal branding, all about personal branding. What is personal brand? I like the definition around personal branding is what do people have to say about you when you're not in the room? I was having a conversation today with a friend of mine about this whole idea of reputation. And he talked about this whole thing about many people uh, talk to him about having a good reputation or you have a reputation to uphold. And he and I were talking about this com- this particular topic because at the end of the day, your reputation is really what people think about you. Sometimes we can think we have a particular reputation within ourselves, but what people think about us is totally different than what we believe our reputation is. And so what I want to do is talk to you about these 10 mistakes that I have made and that I see some of my own clients make in really building a online reputation, as well as their personal brand. Don't forget to type in the comments and let me know where you're tuning in from. So we're going to hop right on into today's conversation that Ryan shared in Entrepreneur Magazine. So when it comes to personal branding, we've certainly seen some crazy things, right? Many people try to grab our attention by doing a lot of different crazy things things, posting different types of things on their social media. You'll find some people, you know, they'll be naked. Some people will use flashy cars. Some people will use their homes and lifestyles. Some people will use their personality. They'll tell jokes. Some people use their writing skills to develop their personal brand. Some people use their singing to develop their personal brand. Everybody has a way in which they really like to project themselves in the marketplace or online. One of the ways that I like to project myself and to leverage my uh, personal brand is through my teaching and through my speaking. Uh, a lot of people know me as a speaker. They know me as a coach, uh, someone who is a very intentional about personal development, personal branding and lifestyle. And so however you choose to really work on projecting your personal brand is your personal choice. But the key word here is to be intentional. The key word here is to be intentional. And so when you are intentional about growing your personal brand, you really begin to understand and know that you have more control of it than you think. So let's go ahead and hop into tip number one. One. Tip number one is thinking it doesn't pertain to you. That was perfect, a perfect lead-in. That one of the mistakes that many people make often is thinking that personal branding doesn't pertain to them. But the fact of the matter is, is that we all have a personal brand. Whether you believe it or not, we all have a personal brand. We all have a reputation that is being projected. That's being perceived. And we have some control over it, but basically your personal brand is how people experience you each and every day. And, you know, one of the mistakes that I I did make was that, you know, not necessarily quote unquote caring about what people think. Well, at the end of the day, we all do somewhat care about what people think, that When we say that, when we communicate that, more often than not, we are communicating that out of uh, sometimes anger. We're communicating that out of sometimes low self-esteem because we want people to think that we don't care about what they think. Now, what I'm saying is, is that it's okay to care about what people think, but it's not okay to allow what they think about you to control your life to make your decisions for your life based on what people think. You could consider what they think, but not don't allow what they think to be your final decision about what you do. That's a good one right there. So we all do care, have some care about what people think about us. And one of the mistakes that we can make is thinking that personal branding doesn't pertain to us. So let's look at here and see what Ryan here is talking about when he says that. He says, whether you're a high school senior or a C-suite executive or somewhere in between, personal branding has a place in helping you take your career and your business to the next level. Your personal brand has a way to take your career, your business, your life, your finances, to the next level if you're intentional about being focused on developing your personal brand. He also says personal branding is all about marketing and distinguishing yourself and showcasing that online. So online has come to help us. Online has come to allow us to level the playing field. It's come to allow us to really have access to opportunities and to individuals that we normally wouldn't have prior to digital, prior to the World Wide Web. So now you have an opportunity to really hone in on what it is that you want to be known for. What do you want to be known for? So tip number one or mistake number one is thinking that personal branding doesn't matter to you. Tip number two or mistake number two, I'm so used to saying tip, but mistake number two is pretending you're someone that you're not. Pretending that you're someone that you're not. What we got to know for sure is that personal branding should be authentic to who you are. No need to pretend. No need to act like you're something that you're not. No need to try to flodge, as we used to say back in the day. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Here's what Ryan says about that. Ryan says that when you're first dating someone new, we often try to show the best side of ourselves. Maybe our apartments look a little cleaner than they normally do, or perhaps our jobs suddenly become more interesting and impressive than they were the week before. In small amounts, this practice can help you gain someone's attention and forge a deeper connection. Taking too far, you risk becoming someone you're not for the sake of continuing a relationship. Just using that as an example. And so your personal brand should be authentic to your, to, to who you are. One of the things that I was doing when I first started doing these live streams, and it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but I would do a green screen behind me And I would change my various backgrounds. And one of the things that I kept getting consistently in the comments was, oh, your home is lovely. I really love your living room. I really like your place. And I began to think, I was like, well, I don't want people to think that that's actually my, you know, living room or that's actually my house. And so what I decided to do was like, create your own live stream space in your own office and make it look as good as possible so that you're authentic in your streams so that you're real in your streams because people weren't able to tell the difference between my green screen and my actual living space so now you get to see my actual office my own background my my own bookshelves my retractable my lights so you want to be authentic. Don't pretend. People can figure out you pretending real quick when you're not being yourself. I can't be anybody but Marquise Brayden. You can't be anybody but yourself as well. So pretending to be someone you're not is a huge mistake in personal branding. I mentioned it earlier. You know, today we have uh, social media influencers right? And many of them use tactics like having a whole lot of cash or having, you know, the the latest and the greatest vehicles. But if you really met them in real life, do they really have that stuff or are they just trying to make you excited to think that they have it so that you can buy their products and services? Mistake number two. Mistake number two is don't pretend Don't pretend that you're someone that you're not. Just be you. Be who you are authentically. Be who you are authentically. That's mistake number two. Mistake number three, waiting until something bad happens. Waiting until something bad happens. So there's a lot of different situations here that might apply to this And that could be something that I experienced, waiting to be focused on my personal brand after I got laid off my job. Whereas had I been working on my personal brand before being laid off my job, you could have a better perspective of what you're going to do, a better perspective of who you serve, how you serve, a better perspective of what type of job you want the next go around. Or what type of business you want to start? Well, I knew what type of business I wanted to start, but then I had to start massaging and start creating and start working on the brand for which I wanted to create. I had to start working on the reputation of being known for a particular thing, which was the hardest thing for me because I was pretty good in a lot of different things. But one of the best ways to really begin to grow your business and scale your business is to become known for one thing. Somebody type that in the comments for me. Become known for one thing. Become known for one thing. Don't be a jack of all trades. The way you really want to grow your business and grow it as as expeditious as possible is that you want to become known for the one thing. You want to be the expert. You want to be the go-to person. You want to be the one whose name is synonymous with a particular thing. Here's what Ryan says about waiting until something bad happens. His example is, is that dentists recommend brushing your teeth twice a day, every day. Can you imagine what would happen if you only brushed your teeth once every other day? You'd probably get gum disease, have some pretty brutal toothaches, and your smile would leave a lot to be desired. Once you get to this point, it usually is too late to fix everything. At the very least, there's a lot of ground to make up. So basically what he's saying is, is don't wait until you have possibly ruined your reputation or don't wait until you, you need to shift to entrepreneurship or shift into a new career, go ahead and start creating the opportunity. Thank you, Lamont, for typing that in. Become known for one thing. So don't wait too late. Many folks only realize, here's what Ryan says, many folks only realize how important their online presence is once they have a problem. Here's a great example. COVID-19 came. COVID-19 came and many people have paid no attention to trying to develop their personal brand online. Many people paid no attention in trying to learn the technology of how to grow their brand online. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and now everybody's trying to Zoom, trying to live stream, trying to podcast, trying to do all these things when people like me have been Zooming and podcasting and live streaming for at least five years prior to COVID. Now, I'm not saying that it's too late to start, but what I am saying is, is that a whole bunch of people had a head start because they didn't wait until a pandemic or until tragedy hit. They were already learning and already doing it. So you want to get started as soon as possible. On working on your brand. What is it that you want to be known for? What's going on, Colin? Thank you for, for joining. He says, This is one of my challenges. I'm a jack of all trades and I'll do many things well. Yes, it can be a great challenge. However, the best way to scale, the best way to grow, the best way to move quick. In your business is to focus on one thing. I like this acronym. Somebody type this in the comments for me. The acronym is follow one course until success. Focus. Follow one course until success. Focus. Follow one course until success. That's a great acronym that I just keep rehearsing in my head. Follow one course until success. Follow one course until success. And you will get where it is that you're trying to go. Mistake number four. Mistake number four. Not asking the hard questions first. Not asking the hard questions first. You have to be somebody who's inquisitive, somebody who really is introspective. And the hard questions a lot of times when it comes to building your personal brand is the self-awareness questions. Who am I? What are my primary gifts and talents? What is it that people often call on me for? What is it that people often ask me to do. Ask the hard questions up front. Who am I most drawn to to help? Who's the ideal customer that I want to work with? Because here's the thing, that you can't be a Walmart or Sam's Club or Costco where everybody is your potential customer. No, you need to be more of... A coach or a Versace or a Roy's Royce where you have a particular group of people that you work with. Maybe even a Target, like everybody doesn't go to Target because Target's prices can be a little bit more expensive than Walmart prices or maybe even a Publix. Everybody, you know, I only go to Publix for particular things because I don't want to pay a higher price for something that I can go to Kroger and get for $2 less, (laughs) right? So you want to ask the hard questions. Ask those difficult questions so that you know who it is that you serve. Here's what Ryan says in the article. He says, would you ever sit down to market a business when you're still unsure what the product is? Of course you wouldn't. The same is true for your personal brand, he says. You need to ask some important questions first before you write a blog post or send out the first tweet. I was so guilty of that that I would just come up with something and not really think it through and just put it out there. Instead of having a plan about what is it that I wanted people to do after doing this live stream or after listening to this podcast? What was the call to action? Somebody typed that in the comments. What's your CTA for what you're doing online? Every single thing that you do that you post that's business related should have a CTA. What's your CTA? What's your call to action? I have a call to action for this live stream. And that call to action is, is that I want to get you to download my brand authority PDF. want to get you to download my brand authority PDF. That's why at the bottom of each one of these lower thirds, I have get your free gift, text personal brand, all one word to 77222. Text personal brand to 77222 so that you can grab your free gift. Why do I need to have that CTA? That CTA will, one, serve you in a way where you get a free PDF guide that walks you step by step on how to develop a brand. But two, then it also allows me to have your email address so that we can stay in communication with one another. So you got to ask the right questions so that you know what you're doing, so that you know who you're serving so that you know what the end result is supposed to be. Don't just be posting, don't just be live streaming, don't just be podcasting just to be doing it. You want to have a intentional purpose and a reason for why you do what you do. Mistake number five, ignoring others during the brand discovery process. Ignoring others during the brand discovery process. What is this saying? Let's let's listen to what Ryan is saying here. He says, when creating a personal brand, you cannot overestimate the importance of external consulting from friends, family, or professional branding firm. So here's one of the things that I did early on I sat down with individuals and asked them, "Hey, what is it that you think I'm really good at? What is it that you really that you think I'm great at? What is it that you think I'm exceptional at?" Because I wanted to know how people perceived me, what they thought about my gifts, my talents. I knew what I thought. I knew what I believe, but what was it that people saw? Did it line up with what I thought as well? Did it line up with what I thought was my gift to the marketplace, my gift to the world? And this could be hard sometimes to really sit down and listen to what people think because it may not be in alignment with what you you thought. It, It might be something totally different. But what I kept hearing over and over and over again is, Markeith, you have presence. Markeith, you speak well. You're very articulate. Markeith, when you speak, you command people's attention to want to hear what you have to say. And so in knowing that everything that I do as it pertains to marketing myself, marketing the business, marketing my services has to do with me presenting, has to do with me using my voice, has to do with me being in front of an audience. Because everyone always would communicate to me about my presence, about my being articulate, about me having a voice that people enjoy listening to. But then they also had things to say about you need to smile more. Sometimes you could be intimidating because you don't smile enough. You just kind of have this serious face all the time. Those are things that I needed to hear as well so that I could do what? Work on it. So mistake number five, don't ignore others during your brand discovery. Don't ignore others during your brand discovery. Here's what else he says. He says that taking your brand out with someone can else can help you get a little distance from the narrative you already hold in your own head. Isn't that good? The narrative that you already hold in your own head because what you think may not be what people think as well. So you've got you've to get outside of your own head so that you can successfully know how your brand is being Perceived how your brand is being perceived. Mistake number five again. Don't ignore others during the brand discovery process. Mistake number six. We're just gonna keep going. Understanding time the time to create a great brand. Under, underestimating. Sorry. Underestimating time to create a great brand see some of us think that we can do this overnight right back in my day they used to call us the microwave generation pop it in the microwave and it comes out ready in two minutes right or in this generation this generation is gotta have it overnight how did you become an overnight success and that overnight success that they're talking about took 20 years Here's what Ryan says. He says building and maintaining an effective personal brand is a lot more than just having a website and a few social media channels. I'm gonna say that again. Building and maintaining an effective personal brand is a lot more than just having a website and a few social media challenges. I'm gonna say that one more time. Somebody type this in the comments for me that building and maintaining An effective personal brand is a lot more than just having a website and a few social media channels. You need more than a website and social media channels to build an effective personal brand. It's about providing people with real value again and again and again and again. Gary Vaynerchuk calls it jab, 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 right hook. That's a book. Jab, jab, jab right hook. What is he saying? Serve, 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 and then maybe offer them something to buy. But a website and social media is not enough. A website and social media is not enough. So don't underestimate, don't underestimate the time. It can take some time. I've been at this for five years now, full time in my business, two and close to two and a half years. And still climbing that ladder, still soul searching out, still pressing my way to get to that that income goal because I haven't reached it yet. I'm still pressing my way. But the things that I celebrate is, is I'm going on two and a half years having worked for myself. I still get to control my time. I'm experiencing the life freedom that I always wanted. Do I have some scary months sometimes? Absolutely. There are some times where I'm thinking, maybe I should just go get a job. Maybe I should just get a job and do the business, you know, half time on the side so I can have some consistent flow of income. But I always regroup, always refocus, and I get back to it. I get back to it, and two and and a half years later, I'm still standing. I'm still here. Still here, moving forward. Mistake number seven. Mistake number seven. Let me know if these are some great tips for you. Uh, Just in the comments, just give me a thumbs up if these are some good things to think about as pertains to mistakes. Mistake number seven, ignoring the influencers. Ignoring the influencers. There are people who are doing some great things in the niche that you are functioning in, wanting to operate in, wanting to do business in, wanting to have a career in. You don't want to ignore those people. You want to see what is what is it that they're doing. That's right. That's good. You want to see what it is that is helping them to grow their business, grow their brand, grow their careers. And then you want to model Notice I said the word model. I said the word model. You don't want to mimic. You want a model. You don't want to copy. You want a model. Model is different, meaning that you get to see what it is that they're doing, how they're doing it, what's creating success for them. And then you take it and massage it to fit your brand, to fit your personality, to fit what it is that you believe is a better way or a right way. But you don't want to mimic or copy exactly what it is that that influence is doing. Here's what Ryan says in his article. He says, publishing content without doing any outreach is usually a waste of time. Imagine a new business owner that opens up a shop in a quiet street. He has an amazing product, but does absolutely nothing to bring in new business. He turns on the lights and sits in his swivel chair, swiveling around, waiting for people to come in. Of course, nobody comes. Personal branding works in much the same way. If you don't do the work to get yourself seen by the people who matter, then you won't get to reach your desire. You got to be seen, heard, so that you can get paid. Somebody say that again. Somebody type that in the comments. Be seen, be heard, so that you can get paid. I'm going to go to the other camera. Be seen, be heard, so that you can get paid. (laughs) Be seen, be heard, so that you can get paid. I got two cameras going on today. I'm going to be working on a third pretty soon. But yeah, you definitely want to, you know, connect with other influencers. You know, I love meeting other entrepreneurs in the online digital coaching speaking space because I get to learn from them. I get to glean from them. I get to spend time with them. I get to rub elbows with them. Right? No man is an island unto him or herself. We all can learn from each other. And get this. It doesn't always have to be an influencer in your niche. I can learn from other people in their niche. I might can learn how to better organize my business from somebody who's not in the niche that I'm in. I can learn how to grow my personal development from somebody who's not in my niche. I can learn a lot of different things. You, here's, here's the model that I believe. You want to find somebody who's doing what you want to do on the level that you wanna do it on and model. Say that again. Find somebody who's doing what you wanna do on the level that you wanna do it on. For example, I've been following Michael Hyatt since I started my business for the last five years. I'm a part of his platform, University. Michael Hyatt has a type of business, online-based business, that I really love. He has online courses, he has membership programs, he does speaking engagements, he's written several books, and he has a full staff where he's making money 24 hours a day. That's somebody who I would love to model my business after, who's doing it on a different level that I am doing it on, something that I can strive for. He's in the multi-millions, multi-millions coach, speaker, author, raising my hand. He's somebody I have to model. And then there's also a female entrepreneur who I really admire in the online space. Her name is Amy Porterfield. She doesn't do a lot of speaking. She doesn't do a lot of... Other things that many people on the online spaces, all she does is online courses, and she trains via live stream. She doesn't really have a big staff. She she works with contractors and vendors, and she has a ten to fifteen million dollar online based business. Somebody I would love to model. One moment. Somebody Sorry, I would love I to model. We're not talking to you, Siri. So I'm not sure I understand. so that's what you want to do. You really want to find influences in your industry. Some kind of way Siri thought that I was talking to her. Mistake number eight. Not generating your own content. Not generating your own content. So I've talked about this before. Now, what is it? generating your own content mean. Now, I say that you can create your own content from scratch. You can curate content, which is what I'm doing today, right? I read this article. I thought it would be a great article to share, but also infuse my own personal experiences with these mistakes. So to some degree, I just created content that is mine by using by using an article that talked about 10 mistakes, but now I get to share with you my own personal experience with some of these mistakes. And I also gave the author his credit at the very beginning of this live stream. So not generating your own content. Here's what Ryan says about this. He says that if you exclusively share content published by other people, then you're a content DJ. Somebody type it in the comments, content DJ. Don't be a content DJ. You want to create a little bit of your own content, maybe curate some content, create a little bit of your own because it's hard to come up with your own content over and over and over again, week after week after week, but you can curate, infuse some curation in there because I love live streaming, right? I'm taking this particular content and making it my own and giving the person credit of the article that I'm reading. He says, now that, now there's nothing inherently wrong with, there's nothing inherently wrong with curating content or with being a content DJ. He said, it's great to give a shout out to other thought leaders and businesses in your industry. And sure, people may find you to have exceptional taste and share content. Here is a great example of what I'm talking about. I want you to raise your hand in the comments, raise your hand in the comments, and let me know if you know who Tony Robbins is. Tony Robbins, raise your hand in the comments, let me know if you know who Tony Robbins is. Tony Robbins got his start and his claim to fame, not because he was teaching his own content, but he was teaching content that he had learned that helped him to change his life from people like Jim Rohn and other individuals who had come before him in the personal development space. Now today, Tony Robbins is a household name because he learned how to take content from others and make it his own and develop a program and develop a following from teaching other people's content. Other people's programming. Multi, I think he's a billionaire or close to being a billionaire from personal development by teaching content that wasn't necessarily his that he created, but content that he mastered, content that he mastered and was mastered it to a degree where he's able to teach it to other people. He's written many books on personal development. He's done many conferences around personal empowerment and self-leadership. Great example of how you can take content and make it your own. Make it your own. It doesn't always have to be original. My, I believe what the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. So, create content, use other people's. be a content DJ, as Ryan says, but learn how to take that content and mold it into your own piece. Leslie Brandon, thank you for, for joining. Louis Bruce, thank you for joining as well. Colin, thank you for being on. Dr. Lori Hicks, thank you for being on the live podcast stream. That was number eight. Number eight, number eight, Not generating your own content. So learn how to generate your own content. Learn how to curate content and make it your own. Mistake number nine, convincing yourself to post less. Basically what he's saying here is social media matters. Here's a great thing. I was talking to one, a friend of mine who I was cycling with this morning Because a lot of people say, I post a lot. You know, I'm always on social media. I'm always doing this and that. And to them, it seems like I'm always on social media. Here's the great thing about social media and the things that you can do, the tools that are in place to help you with your social media. Social media can create omnipresence. Now, the only omnipresent being I know of is God. But what social media can do is to help you To create omnipresence by using schedulers, by going ahead and planning out your content a month, two months, three months in advance. And that way, what people think I'm doing, I'm not really doing. I may be giving you the perception that I'm doing it because I've learned how to create content that I'm able to schedule and post out over a course of time. Somebody type that in the comments for me. Social media creates omnipresence where people think you're always online, but you're really not. But that's because we have learned how to leverage tools that help us to be omnipresent. Here's what Ryan has to say about convincing yourself to post less. He says, sure, it's possible to overdo the online activity and become spammy we don't want to become spammy but chances are that you're not posting nearly enough not even close you're probably publishing way too little content and you're not engaging with your audience enough and you're definitely not active enough on social media social media is free marketing but you need to be intentional type that in the comments social media is free marketing but you need to be intentional that the the playing field is leveled. You don't have to have big commercials on TV and huge radio spots that you're paying thousands of dollars for, TV millions of dollars for. If you are intentional around your social media, you have an opportunity to reach people. You have an opportunity even to run social media ads, $2, $3, $5, $10 to get in front of thousands of people. But you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. He says, remember, consistency is key. That's a good one right there. Type that in the comments as well. Consistency is key to social media. I'm posting something every single day. Every single day, I'm thinking of, well, what could I post today to help people learn more about what it is I do. These live streams I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And in between days, I'm I'm hopefully posting engaging posts. I haven't quite mastered it, but I'm getting there. And through those postings that I may not even necessarily always be posting about the business, but I remain top of mind of people. When you are consistent with your posting, you remain top of mind for people. That's good. When you're consistent with your posting, you remain top of mind to people. I may have just posted me being on a cycling ride, but then all of a sudden this person says, oh, I need somebody to help me strategize this new product that I have coming up. Who do I know that does that? Well, because I'm consistent with my posting, I stay top of mind on that person. And they're thinking of me, not necessarily because I just posted something around branding and online marketing and digital marketing and personal development, but they're thinking of me because, oh, he's always posting. Let me catch Marquis. Consistency is key. All right. Last but not least, last but not least, thank you for hanging in there with me on LinkedIn, on Periscope, on Facebook. Appreciate you joining in with me. Last but not least, number 10, getting followers for followers sake. Oh my gosh. Now this one is real good. Getting followers for followers sake. You know, we have come into this culture where everybody wants a like. Everybody wants a heart. Everybody uses these vanity metrics that I've got a 100,000 followers. Here's what I've come to learn because I was that person too. I've come to learn that likes and followers don't necessarily equate to a bigger bank account. Another type in the comments section. Likes And followers don't necessarily equate to a bigger bank account. What equates to a bigger bank account are engaged followers, people who buy from you, people who come on your live and comment, people who want to know more about your business. So they send you an email and they schedule a discovery session. They buy a product or service that you have to offer just because you have 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million followers don't mean that your bank account is any bigger than it was without the followers. Here's something that I learned, there's an article that's called 1,000 raving fans and I'll type I'll put it in the comments after the live is over. But basically what this article was talking about was that if you had 1,000 raving fans who often purchase from you, you have a high six-figure business. A thousand people out of the whole world of people who are online. I heard a lady today say a hundred people, a hundred people who buy from you could create a six-figure income business. One hundred people. One hundred people. A hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year business is $10,000 a month. What could you sell that could help you to make $10,000 a month? How many days are in a month? Some 30, some 31. So if I were to add that, let me pull up my calculator real quick. Let's pull up the calculator real quick. Let's break it down. Let's break it down real quick. So let's say you wanted a $100,000 business. We're just going to keep it simple. We're going to divide that by 12. That's $8,333 a month. We're going to keep it simple. Let's say that the month has, which it does have, 30 days. Let's say the month has 30 days. So we're going to divide $8,333. We're going to divide that by 30 days. That's $277 a day. Can you create something, can you have a service or a product that somebody spends $277 a day with you? We don't made it real minuscule, $277 a day. Now you may have some days where you don't get a sale and then you might have some days where you get 10 sales to make up for the days that you may not have a sale. But can you start thinking about, can you start thinking about what can I sell? What type of service can I provide that will generate $277 a day where I have a six-figure business? If you made $100,000 a year on your side hustle, could you quit that nine to five that you hate going to? I want you to type that in the comments. If you made $100,000 in your own business today, could you quit that nine to five that you don't necessarily like going to every day? I'm willing to bet you probably could unless you were making 200, you know, more than the $100,000 a year. So when we break it down, $277 a day, Two hundred and seventy-seven dollars a day gets you to a hundred thousand dollar a year business. And once you know what you're doing, once you get to a hundred, you know how to get to two hundred. You know how to get to three hundred. You know how to get to four hundred. You know my goal right now is to create a five hundred thousand dollar a year business. That's my first goal: to create a five hundred thousand dollar a year business personal brand business, and then leverage my personal brand business into other opportunities to scale to 750 to a million. What could you do? What could you do to create your six-figure business, to create your six-figure business? So let's run through these real quick again. Let's run through these real quick again so that you have it down. Do you make any of these 10 mistakes? Number one, thinking that your personal brand doesn't pertain to you. Number two, pretending you're someone that you're not. Are you making this mistake? Are you trying to pretend that you're something that you're not? Are you trying to pretend that you have the gift or the talent that you don't necessarily have? Are you honest with yourself? Number three, waiting until something bad happens. Don't wait till something bad happens to start working on your personal brain, to start really honing in on what the vision is. Start right now. Number four, not asking the hard questions first. Don't make the mistake of not asking the hard questions first. Ask the hard questions at the beginning so that you can gain the clarity that you need to move forward. Number five, ignoring others during the brand discovery. Listen to your family and friends. Listen to people. What are they calling on you to do often? What do they think your expertise is in? Who is it that they recommend you to when somebody has a problem. Number six, stop underestimating the time that it takes to create a great brand. It takes time, it's not going to happen overnight. Number seven, ignoring the influencers. Don't ignore the influencers, model the influencers. Number eight, Not generating your own content. Learn how to create your own content. Learn how to curate content that helps you with your own content. And then number nine, convincing yourself to post less. You need to post as often, but be intentional about your posting. And number 10, getting followers for the sake of followers. Don't just get followers for the sake of having followers. Get followers who really want to Receive your content who really want to do business with you. 10 mistakes. 10 mistakes. 10 mistakes. 10 of the biggest personal branding mistakes that we make often. All right. So before we go, hey, I created this brand authority PDF absolutely free. All you have to do is text personal brand, text personal brand to 77222. Personal brand to 77222. And then this way you'll access that brand authority PDF. And you also give me your email address so that we can stay engaged and stay connected. So I hope that this live stream was great for you. And I look forward to engaging with you each and every week hereafter. Once again, that's personal brand, all one word, to 77222. 222 77222, all one word, personal brand, to grab this free gift. Have a great rest of your day. And just remember this always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.